business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? put you in a christmas mood i'm not sure what will god damn it what is going on everybody it is saturday night it is tht movie review and it is finally the christmas season what do you think anthony what's going on man oh, oh, oh i'm sorry i was <laughs> you can't play dmx and not expect me to get hyped <laughs> I mean, I was I was jamming. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, it it, it, it surprised me with that. It one. had to be played. It's uh, it, it's Christmas, and we're not doing a Christmas movie this week. We will get to Christmas movies. I promise you. 
Um, I, I I think we might do like Die Hard and stuff like that uh, instead of real Christmas movies. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to uh, we'll have to see what's going on. Meanwhile, tonight we are back. We took last week off. It was a, a rough week with uh, with the holidays and everything. And uh, we're back. And uh, we are going to talk uh, a list. Now, we've said before on this show, I think me and you, Anthony, both, uh, Anthony, both of us have said, there's a lot of shitty movies out there that we like. Ma- mostly me. Mostly me. Me too. Yeah, I mean, both of us have. There, there, there's a lot of shitty movies out there that people like. Um and we decided we were going to tonight, since uh, it was another rough weekend, we are going to go through some of the best bad movies. Now, this list is 50. I know you're thinking, holy shit, it's 50. It's going to take forever. Not really. I haven't seen all these. Uh, I'm pretty sure nobody has seen all these movies. Um, I'm sure maybe someone has. But uh, we will go through a few of these. And what we've seen, we'll we'll uh, we'll just kind of. Uh, I don't think all these are bad, which is one reason I want to go through it. Some of them are absolute shit, and some are not horrible. So why don't we go through and, uh, Anthony? You have the list. I posted the list in the chat room also. So if you're in the chat room, mixer.com/thdpodcast. If you're in there, you guys can follow along with us with the list I posted. Um. I don't know, Anthony. You want to get right into it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Uh, well, let's just start here. This list is not numbered, so it's not the, you know, top 50 or, you know, the, the, the 50. It is just 50 movies. No number, no number one, number this. That's it. Just 50. Uh, the first movie is from 1999. It's called Black and White. Uh, it starred Robert Downey Jr., Oliver Power Grant, uh, Jesus Christ, Brooke Shields, Jared Leto, Elijah Wood, Ben Stiller, Eddie Kane Thomas, uh, Eddie K. Thomas, sorry, uh, Bijou Phillips, Alan Houston, Scott Kahn, Mike Tyson, and Gabby Hoffman. Anthony, is this a movie you've seen? I remember the trailers for it back in the day, but I have not actually seen this movie, no. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie either um i i I mean it's got mike tyson in it i'm kind of surprised i haven't seen it Uh, but (laughs) what are you trying to say box i'm I'm not i i I like mike tyson um but yeah i really have not ever seen this movie so i really can't say if it was good or bad but you know, like I said, this movie this isn't going to take us the uh, a long time. But um, I ju- I've never seen this movie. I guess I need to see this movie since it's it's on this yeah. list. But Black and White, no. nineteen ninety nine, never saw it. At least you remember trailers. I don't even remember trailers. Um, now I'm assuming Robert. You said Robert Downey Jr. was in it, right? I did. So this is ninety nine. Was this doing the drug years for him? I think it probably was during the drug. I mean, Ben Stiller's in this fucking movie, too, and so is Jared Leto and Brooke Shields. I'm kind of shocked I've never seen this movie, to be honest with you. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, even, I mean, they say even Claudius Schiffer has a, a method man is somewhere in this movie. Raekwon. Oh Raekwon is in this movie. There's a lot of people in the, I mean, New York Nick star <laughs> Alan Houston is in this movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. A movie with Method Man, Ben Stiller, and Mike Tyson. That that, that is like <laughs> it sounds great. I don't it's yes. It, it, it <laughs> sounds yes. it, it sounds so bad it's gotta be good. This the, the this is some, Method Man and Ben Stiller sharing a screen? Yeah, this the this is suddenly the uh my, my I, I, I will watch this movie. Just just from the cast, I'm gonna have to watch this movie. Now the next movie we go to, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but uh, I did see this. This is Who's the Man, 1993. This was uh, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover and Dennis Leary and Salt, obviously with, uh, you know, Salt and Peppa. Uh, Colin Quinn, Guru, Ice-T, Jim Moody, Karen Duffy, Vinny Pastore, if you don't know, that's Big Pussy from The Sopranos. Now I, I know you've seen this. Oh, this is a classic. I actually have a have an issue with this being on the list. I don't think this is the worst. I, it's far from the best, mind you, but I don't think it's the worst either. I always had a soft spot in my heart for this movie. Yeah. Now remember these always. these are good good movies that were considered bad. You know what I mean? They were considered bad, but they were really good movies by. I'm not really sure what standards they went by on this list. There's really it doesn't really break down what standards they use to put it, but it definitely, you know, is just a list. But um look, I do remember this movie and it was not it was stupid funny. But come on, it was nineteen ninety three. Every I think every movie from early nineties was trying to relive that there were a lot of comedies, I'm going to say, from 91 to 94. A lot. It was more, it, I think that was kind of like the comedy era of movies. That's a fair comparison. Yeah, and some very stupid comedies, but some of the stupid comedies were really good in their own right. Not for being, oh, so funny or, oh, great movie, but, you know, just this was not a bad movie. Who's the Man was oh. was not a bad movie. And uh, we should point out that part of the reason why this movie was even made was back in the day MTV had a show, mm -hmm. Yo MTV Rap. Yep. Did you ever watch that show? Uh, I actually did. I remember that show. I, Loved it. I actually did. I, I, yeah, it was. And Dr. Dre and Ed Lover were the hosts of that show. Yes. Which is why... Gave us the Ed Lover dance? Yeah. Go ahead. No, gave us the Ed Lover dance. And if you look at this movie... Any rapper who was hot during this time period was in this movie. Uh, I was just about to say Ice-T, Guru, House of Pain, Be Real, Busta Rhymes, CL Smooth, Bushwick Bill, KRS-One, Heavy D, Flava Flav, and trust me, that's not even the end of the fucking list. A lot of rappers in this movie. Um, not a bad movie, though. And you know what? One, uh, the, the next movie I kind of feel the same way about. It should not be on this list. Let's go ahead and say it. Stone Cold from 1991. This was a Brian Bosworth movie, and uh, Lance Hendrickson was in this movie. Who Highlander? Highlander. I mean, need I say any more? Do you remember this movie, and have you seen it? 
it's been a long time. It has. But I do remember it. Okay. Now, I might be a little biased here. I love motorcycles. I am I am a huge motorcycle fan. Um, this movie was not as bad as everyone made it out to be. I still say this is a little bit where Stone Cold got his, uh, Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin got his name from, but uh, if his ex-wife wants to take credit for it, uh, that's uh, that's all up to her. But yeah, this movie was not bad. This was uh, Brian Bosworth was on fire at this time when this movie was made. He played a undercover cop infiltrating a biker gang. It was a little like the movie Beyond the Law with Charlie Sheen, except this was not a true story like that movie was. Just kind of a a, a a before Michael Bay kind of Michael things blowing up for no reason. Uh, not look, I, never will I say this was such a great movie, but this movie I loved, loved this fucking movie. I think this is probably an underrated movie, if anything. And we've talked about this movie before. I do really like this movie, though. 1991, Stone Cold. Do you remember anything about it? Uh, I remember, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Lawrence Taylor and a tiny Zeus Lister in it? I don't think so. Were they? I, I remember I remember them being in it. Oh, Lawrence Taylor. They both... Nah... No, no, they were, they were part, those two were up for the role of, in this movie, but Brian Bosworth somehow shot him out of the role. Oh. Yeah, they were both up for the role in this movie, but yeah, he, he, for some reason, Brian Bosworth got it. I don't know, man, this movie should, I, I could understand why it's on a, you know, like I said, this is a, best bad movies and definitely this belongs on a it is one of the best of the you know technically bad movies but i don't know man i'll i'll defend this movie forever forever well well put it to you like this i don't remember much about the movie in fairness mm -hmm. but i will say this i'm looking at this picture of bosworth on a motorcycle with the glasses yeah is that a fucking mullet to love or what brother I was about to say, where would you put that on the uh, top ten, top top five list of uh, mullets? Oh, that's uh, that's up there. I I would call that number three, um, probably number three. So one or two. Oh man, number one has to be uh, Kurt Russell from Tango and Cash. That's a great mullet in that movie. <laughs> that is a Kurt great Ryan. mullet. And my number one has to be um, the not only mullet but the. Permed mullet from the Van Damme movie Hard Target with Jean-Claude Van Damme. He has the best mullet in that movie, and it's curly. It's beautiful. Beautiful mullet. A sweet mullet. I'm telling you, dude. I was going to have... When I was a teenager, my one of my dreams was to own a bar and call it Sweet Mullets and have nothing but pictures of dudes with mullets on the wall <laughs> that was that was that was that was a nice seriously yeah i'm I'm not lying <laughs> i'm dead serious 
That's amazing. I was going to call it Sweet Mullets. <laughs> you would have had like a Mullet Hall of Fame? Absolutely. I would have had it right up there, man. Right up there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's a great fucking mullet right there. But meanwhile, we go from mullets to completely the opposite. A movie from 2003, which I have never seen. I don't even remember trailers. It's called Honey. It's from 2003. It stars Jessica Alba, uh, McKee Pfeiffer. Don't know who that is. Little uh, Lil Romero. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Pauls. You don't know Makai Pfeiffer? Who is that? You ever saw what Clockers, Painful? Clockers? Uh, Clockers, what else Clockers, Clockers, yeah. Oh no, man. He was in that. I get lost. Ball headed. <laughs> high school high, he was in that. I remember high school high. Alright. Um, yeah. We had David Moscow in this movie. Zachary Williams was in Did you, is this a movie you've seen by any chance? Unfortunately, and it's like one of those deals where, eh. Uh, you remember a movie called Say the Last Dance? Mm-hmm. I do. I think it, it, it's basically that, but on a lower budget and way more cheesier. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Jessica Alba's in the movie. She is gorgeous, to say the least. But not never seen it. Never seen this one, and from what you say, probably not a not a not a bad thing. Probably not, but um, yeah, I guess we really don't need to say much about that movie because I've never seen it. Now, the next movie I'm going to mention is Ernest Goes to Jail from 1990. Boo! This should not be. I, I, who the fuck put Ernest on the list? I don't know, man. I, I, now, this movie, Jim Varney was uh, the character, the the, the the guy who played the character, Ernest. Um, I got a little sentimental part in here. People used to always tell me I looked like this guy. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. I think my computer had a little shit fit there. Um... Fuck Skype. I just want to tell Skype, uh, you suck giant dick. Giant 12-inch cock. That's right, Skype. They not not only suck suck dick box, they suck left dick. Yes. Giant left 12-inch cock. (laughs) Damn it. Fuck Skype. But anyway, we are back. Sorry about that. Now... Where were we? Well, I know where we were. We were at Ernest Goes to Jail. We were talking some of the 50 best bad movies. And Ernest Goes to Jail, 1990. I'm uh, not sure what you guys heard, so I'll just roll back through it again. Jim Varney was the man who played the character Ernest P. Worrell. And uh, like I said, man, people when I was in high school actually told me uh, I wore a hat, all the t- a baseball cap, and people told me I looked like this guy. So, I can see the resemblance, actually. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, dickhead. Um, I liked Ernest. That wasn't a shot. I did actually knock a guy out at a keg for calling me that one night. <laughs> I was, was it a sucker punch? No, I was drunk. He said it. He was across the keg from me, pouring a beer. And I mean, I don't, it might have been a little bit of a sucker punch, but uh, 
<laughs> it was a good it was a good year before anyone called me that again. I'll tell you that. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a good year before anyone called me Ernest again and uh and then my buddy Rigel said it before I knew him and everyone just walked away like oh shit again <laughs> they just walked away. <laughs> but right he was much bigger than me. I wasn't going to hit Rigel. Plus, he was a good guy. He just said, dude, you look like that Ernest guy. I don't know. But uh, his movies were decent. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, I, I, that's a fair assessment, even though I will say my favorite Ernest movie was uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> okay. Yes, but for me, that was like the best of them all. Best of the bunch. The best of the bunch. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did like that one. Uh, my, my, it's Christmas. We might need to uh, review that one. Maybe, maybe we can do that one. Uh, but yeah, it. Look, I, I just remember people used to make me do the whole thing. It was horrible, dude. Horrible, 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 horrible. horrible. But for some reason, I still like Ernest. Um, this he uh, Jim Varney actually did. Um, before he had cancer, he did pass away. He was the prince on the last uh, season of Roseanne. Actually, that's correct. Yes, he yeah, was. That's correct. So you know, he he did more than just these movies. He actually, you know, did. But um, you know, from what I heard from someone who actually knew the guy, he really had hair down to his ass. And uh, used to always tuck it up into that hat, which is what the hat was for, was to tuck in the hair. So, there you go. A uh, little unknown fact about Mr. Varney there. Well, before we go any further, Buck, you got to do the catchphrase. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I really don't need to. Let's just go on to the. Let's go on to the next movie. I am actually proud to say I have not seen this. I'm a little shocked I haven't seen this. When I look at the cast, it's something I would I, I think I might have seen just for someone in it. Um Karate Dog, two thousand and four. Anthony, you ever? No, I'm looking at this picture and I'm like you, I'm glad I didn't see it. Yeah, never seen this. Chevy Chase, who I mean, you know, do I need to say anything more? Simon Rex, John Voight, who's done some incredible movies, Jamie Presley, who, mm, 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 she is my favorite, absolute favorite, Pat Morita, who, come on, Mr. Miyagi, Nicolette Sheridan was in this movie, I don't even know what this movie was about, and um, I'm kind of happy about that. But uh, if you've seen Karate Dog in 2004, excellent. Um, I might need to watch it just for Jamie Presley because, like I said, I absolutely adore her. She she is amazing to me. She, she is like the perfect girl. But uh, anyway, Karate Dog 2004. We have another 2004 movie, which, Anthony, you may have seen. I have not seen the whole movie. Uh, Never Die Alone, 2004, uh, DMX, David Arquette, Michael Ely, Jennifer Skye, Reagan Gomez Preston, 
Clifton Powell, Drew Sedora, some of the actors in that movie. Um, is this one you've seen? Yes, and uh, Reagan Gomez. I don't know if you know who she is, but mm-hmm. you need to. I do, actually. Oh yes, yes. Oh, my is correct about her. Uh, yes. Uh, I yes, see. We, you definitely can see this. I would say, uh, well, go ahead, Bob. No, I see all these characters, and then I see David Arquette. It's like one of these does not belong. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. And uh, actually, one of the reasons they say this movie was so bad was because of David Arquette and the acting of uh, of David Arquette. Um, they're actually actually saying DMX did just fine it was uh it was david arquette's shitty acting yeah dmx was the uh, uh like i said i won't say it's oscar worthy but he's very good in this movie and if you go back and watch it from beginning to end his role was very much underrated i think dmx had some really good movies that people don't think about i mean there was this i mean we did the um jesus christ what was that one he did with belushi uh that we did uh, we did it a, f- a few weeks ago, the cop movie, a, co- a couple months ago, actually. Uh, he did that. Uh, uh, Exit Wounds was another one he did that was great with uh, Seagal. He, oh, I think, you're get, I think you're getting that mixed up. What we did, Gang Related with Belushi. Gang Related. Gang Related. That, that gang Related. That's the one I was talking about. Plus, he did that, Exit Wounds. No, you got your black guys mixed up, Box. Gang Uh-oh. Related was Belushi and Tupac. God damn it, that was Tupac. Um <laughs> I know they both bald headed, black and skinny, but that's they're not the same person. Well, they look alike. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, box. <laughs> but DMX was in uh, Exit Wound. Exit yes, Wounds. that's correct, sir. That was that 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 I think might be probably one of my favorite movies he was in. Um, have you now, seen Belly? I have seen most of Belly. The last time I saw Belly, I was really fucked up. Um, so I don't remember all of it, but, uh, that will be somewhere on this list, I believe. That... Yeah, and that's honestly, that's going to be coming up on this show. I don't know when, but we got that, man. That, that movie is very much underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll definitely have to go over that now. All right. So we go from, uh, let's see, we go from never die alone to holy shit. Probably one of the most iconic movies over the top from 1987. Fair point. Sylvester Stallone and a bunch of other people. Yes, this was a movie about arm wrestling, but it had Stallone. And come on, who doesn't still remember the scene where he turns his hat around and kicks the guy's ass? Yeah, remember I turn my head around. Yeah, people still do that shit and laugh at it, you know. Yeah. Hey, that was a good song, box. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, you know. He's one of the uh, one of the noisemakers. Him and uh, Schwarzenegger. Just don't know what he's saying. They'll just be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and then you got Stallone or uh, 
Schwarzenegger, who will just, oh, yeah, I get to the chopper. <laughs> See the difference? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it together here, Box. <laughs> Duh, who needs to? But, uh, yeah, over the top, 1987. <laughs> this movie right here, I, I, you can say it's a bad movie, and I understand where you're coming from. I do. I'm not going to sit here and be like, that fucking great movie, but there are some very iconic parts of this movie. Like I said, the part where he, you know, turns his hat around in the, you know, the, the last scene of the movie and then you know, beats the shit out of the guy. It's one of those movies where it's one of those against all odds movies. And of course, Stallone pulls it out in the end. It's just, look, it was 1987. You know, this list here is from, when is this list from? I believe it's from 2000. This list is from 2012. Uh, so, you know, we're doing a kind of an old list here, but when I look through the list, it had all the movies from the other lists. That's why I picked this list. Um, but not so sure over the top belongs on here. I thought it was a good movie and it has, like I said, a lot of iconic scenes. Now, Anthony, the next movie, (laughs) funny, I did the next, the, uh, the Schwarzenegger impression, uh, the next movie is another movie that is in our archives from uh, this year. Last Action yes. Hero, 1993. Mm, best bad movie? Mm. I mean, we got Schwarzenegger, Tom Noonan, Austin O'Brien, Anthony Quinn, Bridget Wilson, another amazing woman. Uh, Art Carney was in this movie. Uh, we went through this. I don't really need to go through it, but... I mean, I believe we said everything we need to. I don't believe this movie really is a best bad movie. You know what I mean? No, no. This is a movie I have fond memories of from the childhood. I, it's not my I mean. It's not my favorite Schwarzenegger movie. That distinction goes to Terminator Two, mm-hmm. Judgment Day, the best in the series. Also in archives. Also, the very best Terminator of them all. This is not arguable. Wow! Oh, not even arguable. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, the first one is the first one, but to me, part two is the best one. Part two, they had a little more technology to work with. Uh, it definitely was a little better. I, I enjoyed two also, but I also enjoyed the first one. I enjoyed both. I really did. I, I liked both. Both had their both had their good, you know what I mean, and, their, and some bad, but mostly good, but... Um, yeah, I I thought this movie was another. I mean, I great movie that mm, might not belong on this list right here, man. You know? Oh no doubt. And, and uh, plus, for for the early nineties, the the technology was off the charts. It was. It was. And I, you know, I mean, and all the references from this movie. I mean, we we went again. We went through it. I mean, they referenced Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, all the great movies of the you know eighties and nineties. You know, at the time, you know, and this was a nineteen ninety three movie, so early nineties and late eighties movies. They 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 referenced everything, everything, and you know, this movie did come right right after Terminator Two. So, you know, still uh, Schwarzenegger was still on fire. You know, at this time, especially in 1993. Um, I don't know. You got anything else on uh, Last Action Hero or uh, that's it? 
that's pretty much it. If you want to hear our detailed thoughts, go back in the archives and check out the last section here episode. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, now we go to a 1999 movie. We go to Idle Hands, uh, Devin Sawa, Seth Green, Jessica Alba again, Vivica A. Fox, mm-mm-mm. Uh, Sean Whalen, Nicholas Sadler, and Katie Wright. Don't remember this. Uh, don't laugh, Fox. Huh? Don't laugh. Uh, as far I, I never saw this movie, but I do obviously recognize Victor A. Fox, uh, Jessica Alba, of course, and uh, Devin Sawa. I hope I'm not butchering his name. Probably am. Yeah. I actually recognize him from another movie. I don't. It's probably not on this list. But did you ever see a movie called Slackers? I have seen Slackers. Yeah. Yes. Slackers is great. Yeah. I, that's the only movie I ever saw this guy in, but I, I, I prefer Slackers. All right. Yeah. From from <laughs> the from the picture of this movie, it looks like the only thing that it's worth seeing is Jessica Alba in her uh, bra and panties. Might be worth a watch. Uh, but... Um... <laughs> I guess from that we can go uh, to the next movie. Like I said, I'm not looking to uh, sit here and make this a uh, three-hour show on this. Dead Heat, 1988. This movie starred, you ready for this? Treat Williams, Joe Piscopo, uh, Darren McGavin, I'm not sure who he is, Linda Frost, Vincent Price, fucking legend, Robert Picardo, um... I remember pieces of this movie, but I gotta say I can't remember all of it. I cannot remember uh, yeah, all I'm of same it. Here. Yeah, I can't remember all of this fucking movie. But um probably one I need to check out again just to remember all of it. Uh I know it wasn't a great movie when I saw it. It wasn't something, but I mean, it's kind of a buddy horror comedy movie. So, you know, Treat Williams, Joe Piscopo, whatever. But, uh, yeah, don't remember seeing much of this movie. Uh, and the next no, movie. I'm look, I'm look. Go ahead. Give me one second, Bob. Sure. I want to look up that name, Darren. Because that Darren McGavin is killing me. I know that name. It seems like we should know that name. Wait a minute. Was please, was he, um, was he the father from, um, Christmas story could have been holy shit that could have been him and I'm not even remembering I'm not gonna yes, lie it is it is I'm not gonna lie yes. I started drinking before the show so that means he was also in from the hip with um Judd Nelson which we spoke about and we've also done a Christmas story yes. so there you go very good there very good very very good uh Let's go to the next movie real quick. Now, this is a movie, another one I'm a little yep. shocked I haven't seen. Uh, just from who's in it. Uh, let's see. Southland Tales from 2007. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, was in this. Sarah Michelle Geller, Sean William Scott, Stifler. Justin Timberlake, Mandy Moore, Nora Dunn, Curtis Armstrong, Miranda Richardson, Wallace Shawn, Byling, John Lovitz, Sherry O'Terry. Amy Poehler, John Larroquette, and Wood Harris. How have I not fucking seen this movie? Seriously, have you ever seen this? 
Southland yes, Tales. I have, I have I mean, not. Because it, yeah. Go. Yeah. I mean, I, for the most part, I've always enjoyed Rock's movies, but this is around a time period where I was starting to kind of like take a break from them. Because I didn't, you know, Doom, this one. There's certain movies of his that I just skipped. Yeah. I'm, I'm, now, this obviously isn't the first movie that uh, him and Sean William Scott did. Uh, him and Sean William Scott also did. Um, was that movie with the rundown. rundown thank you i'm like god damn it was a remake the rundown that was a another movie they did um but yeah need to another movie i need to check out because it looks like a fucking good movie i mean i see sean william scott as a cop here which doesn't make much sense but you know i'll i'll i'll, I'll this list might actually give me a few movies to check out you know what i mean yeah, look who's in it curtis armstrong curtis uh, Booger. Yeah. Booger. Uh, he was also the the best friend of uh, Tom Cruise in Risky Business. He was Fuck. He Booger. Was, yep. He was also in a little movie called Better Off Dead with uh, John Cusack. I will give you that. Mm-hmm. Now... From that movie, which I will watch, we go to another one which I haven't seen because it looked so shitty. Uh, Sucker Punch from 2010. Uh, yes, I actually uh, had the misfortune of seeing this in the theaters. Did you? Yes, yeah. and, and the effects for it were fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll give it that, but in terms of like plot, storyline, it, it was... Ugh. Now, the only actor I see that I really know from this movie is Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn was in Silence of the Lambs. He was uh, Wes in Urban Cowboy. Uh, He was in one of the Jason Bourne movies. He's been in a ton of fucking movies. But he's the only one that I really look at, and I'm like, yeah, I know who he is. Was this movie that bad? Put it to you like this, Box. When you walk away from a film as a young male in the prime of your life filled with nothing but tits mm. and you still walk away thinking, damn, that sucked. It, it sucked pretty bad. Yeah, from that... Like, literally, the, the, the whole marketing for this movie was tits. And it still sucked. Yeah, even B-Megs who just got in here is saying Sucker Punch is bad. Bad, bad movie. Um... All right, that's one I probably won't waste my time on, even though I like Scott Glenn. But um, I see words like clusterfuck in, in this uh, description. That uh, that gives me a little bit of a blowhards. That gives me a little bit of an idea of what this film is like. Uh, let's go ahead and go around to the next film. What do you say here? The next film, Anthony, is uh, another one I don't really agree with. I think this is actually a really good movie uh this is fear from 1996 this is the mark Wahlberg movie uh reese witherspoon william peterson who uh if you don't know who he is he was pat garrett in young guns 2 and he was also uh what's the guy's name he was in csi he was the original csi guy uh Alyssa Milano is in this movie. Mm, mm, mm. If you don't find her amazing, I'm not sure if you have a cock. Uh, and Amy Brenneman. Brenneman? Brenneman. Is this one you've seen, Anthony? 
Uh, yes, and I do agree it's very much underrated. shouldn't be on this list. Mm-mm. Uh, I will say that it was one of those movies where it started off with a lot of potential, but I, I, I do get some of the criticisms of it where it kind of starts to lose you towards the end. I don't know if you agree with that. I mean, a little bit, but it's like really – look, this is a great thriller movie. Fear is a good fucking thriller movie. And truthfully, it's one. It's it's a movie I'd like to actually get to one night. Because oh, yeah. this this you know it, it's really a a movie that should probably have a a definite show about it. I don't think it belongs on this list. I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't, I don't think the word bad should be used in this movie as, at all. This is one of Mark Wahlberg's early movies, and he was a crazy motherfucker in this movie. But uh, I really think this is one movie that does not belong on this fucking list. I do not think it belongs on this fucking list. So, you know, it, 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 the Fear, great movie, early Mark Wahlberg. Uh, we was just bringing up Basketball Diaries, which I think is one of uh, another one of his most amazing movies. Um, an a pro- underrated movie, not talked about very much. Basketball Diaries, but I mean. The cast in that movie was amazing, too. I mean, just take the first two guys. You got Mark Wahlberg and Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, for that, that for the 90s, that, that was an amazing cast right there. Well, let me ask you something real quick, Box. Mm-hmm. Because this was shortly after, I guess, this is around that time period where Wahlberg was trying to shake the whole white rapper, Marky Mark phase of his uh, career. The good vibrations, if you will. <laughs> Double meaning there. <laughs> All right, well, go ahead, Anthony. Anthony, you still there? Fucking Skype locked up again. Anthony? Well, God damn it. I think I lost Anthony again, everybody. Oh, Skype is being a big cock tonight, not being nice to me at all. Uh, Jesus Christ, I guess I hate to tell you, but give me one more second and I'll, uh, I'll get Anthony back here. Hold on a minute, guys. I'll be right back. All right, sorry about that. One more time, Skype decided to uh, fuck us right in the ass. No fucking lube, no nothing, just fucking eh, right in the fucking ass. So, sorry about that, everybody. We, uh, where were we? I think we were talking about fear and how underrated and great that movie was and shouldn't be on this list. Yeah, so first off, take three. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Second of all, maybe uh, the uh, gods don't like this movie which is why we got disconnected at the point we were putting it over maybe maybe that was uh just a little something that we didn't uh we didn't know about but uh yeah uh so fear 1996 love this movie event we will get to this movie oh real quick mm-hmm. i know before we got cut off i did want to ask you 
as far as my um, Mark Wahlberg's career, mm-hmm. do you prefer this version of him, or do you prefer like the new modern day badass version of Mark Wahlberg in the movies? Mm, hate to say this, but I kind of like both. I mean, I like the old Mark Wahlberg. You know, the the trying to get out of the uh, like you said, the good vibrations. You know, funky bunch, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch kid. But I do like this new. I like Mark Wahlberg. I mean, he's done some really shitty movies, but everyone has. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a Mark Wahlberg fan. What can I say? Yeah, same. And obviously, I'm a Donnie Wahlberg fan. I like Blue Bloods, so. But clearly, Mark is the more successful one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, you could always... Uh, I mean, shit, Donnie's married to Jenny McCarthy. You could, you know, make that argument. Yeah, but it's Jenny McCarthy. And oh, look, I, I think she's gorgeous, and then she opens her mouth, and I want to punch her in the fucking gut, but <laughs> that's that's it. That's, that's, that's how I feel about her. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> let's go ahead and go to the next movie. We're almost halfway done here. Uh, Drop Dead Fred, 1991. Now, is this a movie you've ever seen? Uh, I saw it a couple times way, way back when. I actually still own this movie as of today. This movie had Phoebe Cates in it, who, if you don't remember Phoebe Cates, watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You will get to see her titties. Uh, Rick Mayall, Marsha Ma- Mason, Tim Matheson, who, Jesus Christ, from the original um, uh, Animal House, Ron Eldred, Carrie Fisher, Star Wars. This was a weird, weird movie. I will give it that. Uh, It was basically Phoebe Cates had an imaginary friend that came back to her in her late years of life. And caused havoc, which is pretty much what the movie is about. But a weird tale, but not a bad movie. That's that's about the best way I could put it. Yeah, it wasn't a horrible movie. I actually enjoyed the movie, believe it or not. And my kids have seen it. They like it. So, but I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if you got any more on Drop Dead Fred. Is that one? I mean, you you have seen it, though, you said? Yes, I've seen it. it. I remember, I remember if I, I'm trying to think, I remember thinking it was like a little weird, a little quirky. Mm-hmm. You definitely have to have a certain type of sense of humor to really get into it. Right. But I don't think it was a bad movie. Okay. I, I Yeah, I got you. All right. Let's go ahead and go to the next movie then. We go to, and this movie, I liked this fucking movie, Death Race. From 2008 with Jason Statham, Joan Allen, Tyrese Gibson, Ian McShane, Natalie Martinez, who is a sexy, sexy woman, David Carradine, Jason Jason Clark, Jacob Vargas. This was... This wasn't... A, 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 look, this is another one of those action movies that I love. Not a great movie. The plot sort of sucks, but it's got a lot of shit that I like. It's got explosions and shit in it. This movie also has Richard... Jesus Christ, what is that guy's name? Hold on a second. 
Have you seen this death race, Anthony? Fox, what more do you want from me? <laughs> I, 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 I fucking love this movie. I don't know why. It's just one of those movies, but um, I'm trying to get that guy right here. He played the Reaper. No, no, I actually, I actually enjoyed this movie. I, ah. I turned my frame off for it, but I actually did enjoy this movie. Yeah, Grim, Robert Lasardo. Um, I've spoke to the, about this guy. How underrated I believe he is. Um, also, Frederick Kohler is in this movie. You may not know him, but if you don't know him, go back and watch a little movie called Mister Mom. He is the little kid Kenny in that movie. Wow. So and he also did an episode of NYPD Blue, just to mm, throw that in there. <laughs> Robert Lasardo did like three episodes of NYPD Blue when he was a different character every time. Robert Lasardo is a, um, uh, a Spanish guy who is very tattooed and has been in everything from CSI to Strangeland, under-fucking-rated. He plays a lot of, there you go, like we will say, a lot of villain roles. He dies quick in a lot of movies, but he is in a ton of movies. I would say he's in, I would say over 70 movies here. Let me see here. He is in, oh, Jesus, 125 credits with one, two, three, three movies in post-production. One, two, three, four, five, six, and uh, six more coming out in 2018. So he's not hurting for money, apparently. No, no. And this guy, like, uh, you know what? I actually fucked up. He was one, two, three, four. He was in five episodes of uh, NYPD Blue. As one, two, three, four different characters. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He was in a, a, a TV show, The Shield. You see Undercover. Uh, let's see. Blue Streak. He was in that. He was in uh, Strangeland, like I said. Gang. He was in Gang Related. We just talked about Gang Related. He was in Gang Related, Tiger Heart, Waterworld. Drop Zone. He was in Drop Zone. I remember that. King of King King of New York. Out for Justice. Law and Order. Hard to Kill. I mean, I'm just throwing movies I've seen here out. I'm I'm not. Even, he's been acting since 1987. This guy, very underrated actor, but has been in a ton of shit. Uh, I. I, I like this guy. He was in CSI Miami for one, two, three, four, five episodes. Uh, just not a good guy. But, you know, he was in ten episodes of Nip Nip Tuck. But uh, just been in a ton, a ton of fucking movies. Definitely an underrated guy. So, I don't know. I, I, I like, oh, he is actually Italian-American, Weeb says. Uh, often cast as a Latino or Latin American character, usually a criminal or gang member. Weebs is 100% right there. He is. But guy's been in a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies, and he's one that you will definitely, definitely know when you see him. But, uh, 
you know, Death Race is another movie that I I like. It's and Natalie Martinez, by the way, if uh, she was in a TV show, she's been in a few things, but the main TV show I remember her from was with uh, a little TV show I talked about a couple a few months ago with Michael Imperioli. Uh, give me one sec here, and I'll get the name of that TV show. Hold on here. Because it was a really good cop show. Give me one second. Detroit 187. Oh, yeah. That did, they only did like one season, right? They did one season, 18 episodes. Uh, it was... Here, I'll go to it right now. It was Michael Imperioli... James McDaniel, who was the chief, well, not the chief, he was the lieutenant in in, in NYPD Blue. Um, so, you know, there there was a lot of NYPD Blue references in this, but uh, Aaron Cummins, Michael Imperial, James McDaniel, Aisha Hins, John Michael Hill. This was a really good show that I'm surprised didn't make it any further because it was gritty. It was NYPD Blue gritty. <sighs> And maybe that's why they didn't make it. Maybe didn't make it too far, but it was uh, from 2010. It lasted one year, but it, what a fucking show, man. But yeah, she was in that show, and she's she's a sexy girl, man. She's been in a, a bunch of other ones, too, though. Um, but anyway, let's keep rolling here after uh, Death Race. I, I, I like Death Race. Punisher, War Zone from 2008. Anthony, is this one you've seen? Uh, no, I have not. I have not either, and looking through the cast, it's not surprising. It doesn't look good. It The cast, I don't even know anyone in it, but uh, this was obviously one of those you know Punisher movies that they just threw out there. Let's go ahead right to the next movie, and I'm sad to say I haven't seen this. It's an incredible movie, and I've heard a lot, a lot of great about it. The Island of Dr. Moreau, 1996. This one you've seen? No, it's been one I've been honestly within the last couple of years I've been meaning to see. It's just mm-hmm. been like never really had the time to sit down and watch it like I wanted to. But right. uh, I remember this is one of, oh, once again going back to the uh, childhood days. I remember this was pretty heavily promoted because I remember a lot of the uh, promos for it. Well, it had Marlon Brando, Val Kilner, uh, and Feruza Balk. Who, if you don't know who she is, watch The Water Boy. And if you don't want to watch The Waterboy, watch American History X. She's pretty goddamn sexy in that movie. Uh, look, she's not really a hot girl, but she's uh, she's got some sexiness to her. Um, this movie, I've I've seen pieces of it. I've never sat and watched the whole movie all the way through. Uh, so I can't really say if it belongs on this list. But let's go ahead and move on to another movie, which I'm not so sure belongs on this list ladybugs from 1992 a soft spot in my heart will rodney dangerfield always have uh rodney dangerfield jonathan brandis jack a which she has a last name but she didn't for this movie uh this was a decent movie and you know what i saw this in the movie theater wow nice Mm -hmm. do you remember this movie i remember it very well Mm mm-hmm Actually, you know, it still comes on. It's one of those movies that whenever it's on, I'll always stop and watch it. Yeah, yeah, and it had a lot of, um, you know, one-liners. The, the 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 danger field one-liners in it. 
Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I, I talk a lot about Kinnison and missing Kinnison, but uh, I miss Rodney. I really do. He was so funny, and I just miss the fucking guy. I really do. I, I, I wish he was still around. Now, let me ask you something. Uh, as far as Rodney, mm-hmm. when all was, when all was said and done, do you think he finally got respect or no? Yeah, I do. I think finally he did. I mean, you got to remember, this is a guy who, when he first started his comedy career, bombed. Bombed. The guy went and sold aluminum siding for 10 years before he came back with this dirty, lovable character that we all knew. You know, he he literally reinvented himself and came back as this guy. You know, this was a character. This wasn't the real Rodney Dangerfield. But he lived this gimmick. (laughs) He really did. Rodney Rodney became this character. He really did. I mean, because this wasn't... This was not the Rodney Dangerfield that of, that originally was trying to do comedy. He just found this gimmick, this shtick, and ended up living the fucking gimmick. And thank God he did because we got an incredible amount of great comedy from that gimmick. You know, thank God he did what he did. But uh, this might have been his first kind of... I don't know, not mainstream, but kind of mainstream. I know he had done movies before this, but I don't know. This was kind of his first, uh, obviously his his first kid kind of movie. Yeah, it, this was like a, a very much toned down Rodney Dangerfield. It's kind of like when Eddie Murphy started doing Disney movies. You were kind of like, what? Yeah. But it worked. You know, I mean, Rodney, not all of Rodney Dangerfield's, you know, comedy was dirty. It it certainly wasn't Richard Pryor. It certainly wasn't Eddie Murphy type comedy. But it it, it, it had some dirtiness to it, but it wasn't, you know, what they call completely blue comedy. You know what I mean? He didn't go all the way with it. Yeah, he had a little bit of, you know, it, it was a little racy, but it was never Flat out filthy or dirty. Yeah, very so, true. Yeah, so, but anyway, I like I said, I actually saw that movie in the the in the theaters when I was, jeez, uh, I must have been fourteen or fifteen during the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, not bad movie. Uh, the next movie we go to, another one I have never seen, Spookies from nineteen eighty six. I have not seen this either. <laughs> yeah. It it looks- looks- the picture doesn't look good. I'll put it that way. Uh, let's just skip this. Now, this is another movie I'm sad to say I haven't seen. White Chicks from 2004. I've seen this. What? I've seen this. You don't seem happy that you saw this movie. No, no I liked it. Don't get me wrong. It's funny. It has its moments. Mm-hmm. but put it. It's better than Soul Plane, but it's one of those movies that it plays into a lot of different stereotypes, but... At the end of the day, I did enjoy this movie, uh, specifically for a Terry Crews, uh, Terry Crews role. I think he stole it. You're telling me this movie is better than Soul Plane? Well, it has the wings behind it, so of course it is. Really? Yes. 
All right. I think you. I think honestly, if you you know put it to the test, I think you'll enjoy this. And if you don't walk away thinking Terry Crews was like one of the like MVPs of this movie, eh. Well, I like I was, Terry uh, Crews. I I, yeah. I I like Terry Crews either way. I I do. He's he's. I mean, th- this movie had let's see the Sean Wayans, Marlon Wayans, Busy Phillips. I don't even know who that is. Jennifer Carpenter, Terry Crews, Jamie King, Maitland Ward, Anne Dudek, Rochelle Aitis, and Brittany Daniel. I don't know. I've, I've actually, I, I don't know. Better than Soul Plane? All right. Yeah. If you say so. If you say so. Oh, and uh, guess who else was in? I don't think her name was listed in the credits here, but uh, that girl, uh, Tori Spelling is actually in this too. Oh, well, she doesn't need a fucking credit. She's ridiculous uh anyway let's uh yeah there you go like 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 you said the the film's mvp is supposedly terry cruz but uh there you go but uh let's go to the next movie and i i have seen this i remember this movie anthony i'm actually wondering if you've seen this multiple times disorderlies 1987 starring the fat boys (laughs) yes uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen this movie multiple times, also. Multiple. Love, yes, it's hilarious. I mean, like I said, and and uh, like I said, it's one of those movies where you wouldn't think by today's standards, a lot of people might laugh at it, look at it as hokey. But this movie was pretty successful for them. I think I I, I would definitely agree. I, I definitely think it was a successful movie for them, and it 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 was the right time for this kind of movie. You know, just a stupid comedy. The '80s were definitely stupid comedy movie times. Um, so yeah, definitely a a, a decent movie. Um, now this will bring us to our next movie, which I'm not so sure is decent. Uh, there are good good things about this movie, which I'll mention. We go to Catwoman from two thousand and four. Titties, that's uh, it. A good only thing. good yeah. thing about this movie. Yep, only good thing. Absolutely, good thing about this movie. Halle Berry's half naked the whole time. Uh, Benjamin Bratt is in this movie. I like Benjamin Bratt. He's in Demolition Man. He uh he did a TV show called The Cleaner for a season, which I liked. Uh, Sharon Stone is in this movie. No one else is worth mentioning, really. But yeah, this was not the best. Horrible, horrible. I, fuck this movie. Yeah, this movie was absolute shit. Absolute shit. But it was, I believe it was really just to show Halle Berry's body off. I think they just wanted a movie to show Halle Berry and how hot she was. I. I it's the only thing I can think why they would even make that movie. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't. Maybe they were trying to like train because this is this movie came out right around the same time that Ben Affleck was in another piece of shit movie uh, called uh, Daredevil. And yeah. I, and it, it, it's same 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 situation. You're taking guys people out of their element mm-hmm. and putting them in a situation that they don't belong in. And I love Halle Berry. She's a good actor, but she's not. She doesn't. She's not like a badass, kick-ass type chick. When you, when you know, when you, when you look at the big picture of things in terms no. of her acting career, and it's like she did not. Need, this was not the role. Cat suit was nice, but even mm-hmm. that, like the, the the acting 
and the storyline of this movie was so bad. It made me hate titties for a brief moment in time. I'm not going to say it did that, but it wasn't good. Brief. Brief. Uh, all right, all right. Brief is okay, but it still it was just wasn't a good movie at all. Um, so definitely, I'm not even sure it belongs on a best bad movies. I think it belongs on just a bad movie list, to be honest with you. Uh, but the next movie we go to, I disagree with. This is one of my favorite horror movies, Maximum Overdrive from 1986, starring Emilio Estevez, the Stephen Fuck King yeah. movie. Fuck yeah. I know Shaheen is probably lighting something on fire right now because he absolutely despises this movie. Despises this movie. Um, now, you know, Weeble is bringing up uh, the Catwoman movie. The budget for that movie was $100 million. The box office only brought in 82.1. If that tells you anything about how bad that fucking movie was. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. And you got, plus, you got to remember, she was coming off the Oscar win for uh, Monsters Balls. Right. And, uh, yeah, so she was kind of, she was getting like a lot of lucrative offers. So if she can get the money, God bless her. But this. Yeah, yeah. Once again, the less said about the, this movie, the better. Yeah, and you know the Wookiees in here saying Daredevil was fucking atrocious. I gotta say, man, I didn't find Daredevil as bad as everyone did. I look, I'm I'm definitely not saying oh it was a great right. It was not good. And uh, and and I will agree with you with Weebs. Electra was the shits, but I I didn't mind Daredevil. I know it didn't do well, but I didn't think it was horrible. Then again, I also like Stone Cold from 1991, so whatever. You <laughs> take that as you will. But Maximum Overdrive, one of my one of my all right, here. I'll call it a favorite shitty horror movie. Because I know it's not good. I just like the movie. It's one of those if I see it on my fucking TV, I'm going to I'm going to stop and watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, this really I, is. And honestly, you know why I liked it? Because I, I remember when I first saw it as a kid, it, kind of, it scared the fucking shit out of me just because, you know, you got talking cars and shit mm -hmm. that's killing you. But as I got older and I really kind of like appre could appreciate it for the hokiness of it, I, that's why I liked it. It's fucking weird. It's a weird-ass movie, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. it's, it, 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 had, it had a unique plot to it. Like I said, just... Killer cars chasing people around is just funny to me. I, I don't know why. It makes me weird, but I, I just thought this movie was funny. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. It it definitely had its hokey parts, but who cares? It was one of those movies that I, I truly enjoyed. Uh, all right, let's go to the next movie. 1987's Masters of the Universe. Dolph Lundgren, Meg Foster, a young Courtney Cox... Uh, Robert Duncan McNeil. This was. Have you ever seen this, Anthony? Uh, no. And based on the screenshot that I'm looking at, I'm glad I did. Ugh, forget the screenshot. I've seen this movie. Holy crap! This was a movie literally just to show off Dolph Lundgren's abs, and it was you know coming off some good stuff for Lundgren at the time. But this was a, a kind of a He-Man movie. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. 
So, you know, I'm I'm not even going to get into it much. It was just a disgusting fucking movie. This next movie we're going to get into is also a shit movie. And I'm a little shocked because I like Wes Craven. Uh, Deadly Friend, 1986. Christy Swanson was in this movie. Um, really, she's the only known actor. But total shit. Absolutely, what a shit movie. Uh, and, I, and I like Wes Craven. I like Wes Craven as well, and I have a soft spot for Christy Swanson. I do too. Look, she's been in some good stuff, and in the early 90s, she was in everything. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, she was, and if and if it was a sports movie, she had a little role in it somewhere, uh, for somehow. But yeah, let me ask you something, Box, because I don't know when we're gonna get the chance to bring her up again unless it's TED Talk. But uh, I never watched the show; could never get into the show. But the movie I love, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original movie with Keaton Sutherland, Christy Swanson, Mm -hmm. and I was the other guy. um, He's on nine hundred two one zero. Can't think of his name right now. Jason Priestley. No, no. The other guy, um, Ian Silverling or whatever. No, the other. Well, all right, uh, uh, okay, we're talking Luke Perry. Yes, thank you, thank you. Okay, I knew I'd get there. I just had to roll through the fucking the the uh, the guys. Yeah, that, that I love that movie. Very underrated. I actually think Luke Perry is an underrated fucking actor, dude. For some of the shit he's done. Yes, wasn't he? In a, wasn't he in? A, what's that count? Eight seconds, I think it is. Yeah, I love that movie. Oh, you do. I do. I think that's a really fucking... First of all, it's a true story. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't. A, it's a true story. B, I know about four people here that I used to work with that went to high school with him, with that guy. Not Luke Perry, the actual cowboy that he played in the movie Eight Seconds. But I like that movie. Like I said, it's a true story, which makes it even better to me. But, uh, you know, he was from Texas, that guy. Wow. So what part? I can't remember, but I know he was from Texas, and I know a few people actually went to school with him and knew him before he died. But uh, yeah, now this next movie, I have never seen it, and you may be shocked because Roddy Piper was in this movie. I'm not sure who has seen it. Matter of fact, when I bring this up, I'm actually curious in the chat who has actually seen this movie also. Hell Comes to Frogtown from 1989. I have never heard of this movie. Have you, Anthony? I've heard of it. Have you? Um, really? I, I, yeah, I've heard of it. I, I don't know. I can't remember where, but I, I might have saw it like way back in the day, like at a, not block, like West Coast Video, just mm-hmm. going to rent, rent different things. It was always like in bargain basement bins, Walmart, different stores over the years. But I never bothered to see it just just because the plot is fucking dumb. Like yeah. I, I I I never saw it, but I've read like the synopsis. I'm reading it here again. It, it it never appealed to me, but you know it's Piper, so I might check it out eventually. But I don't think I would have good things to say about it. Yeah, and this is bad uh, to to hear. Uh, th- this is a quote: "If you don't like or have never heard of Roddy Piper, don't waste your time. It's not even bad enough to be funny." That was from a guy, Greg Kaita of the Morning Arts, the Moving Arts Film Journal. Um, uh, and uh, let's let I, I gotta read this part real quick here. This is the plot, folks. 
in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, human-sized amphibians kidnap human women, strip them down to scantily clad looks, and force them to become sex slaves for the sake of continuing life through breeding. Feel free to search Google for a DVD copy at this time. No. So look at this plot here. Frogs. Eesh. Giant frogs. Fuck women. To, I, I don't even know what kind of race that would even create. Uh, I think we should just go to the next movie, <laughs> which is equally as bad. Uh, the Garbage Pail Kids movie from 1987. I have to admit, I didn't even know there was a movie. Do you remember Garbage Pail Kids? Uh, no. You don't? They were kind of like trading cards back in the day. Well, they were trading cards back in the early 80s. They were basically just like kids with boogers and nasty garbage pail kids. They were they were they were just gross pictures of little kids, but they were trading cards. Uh, I don't even need to get no much. This is, I really didn't even know there was a garbage pail kids movie, so let's just go on from there. Uh, the next movie on this list is sort of a odd. One to be on here. It's a 1936 movie, Reefer Madness. Now, if you never saw this movie, it basically is a bunch of old actors smoking pot and going completely insane like they just did PCP. Yes. It was a very anti-drug movie, uh, but just awful, awful, awful movie. Uh, it's obviously been, you know, mostly debunked as of today, but just an awful fucking movie. Um, I don't know if you've ever actually watched it. Uh, way before my time, obviously I've heard of it, but, oh, I'm sure everyone's heard of it, but yeah, I've actually heard it or watched it before. Uh, it's just, it really brings weed into, it's when they were trying to make weed just be the most evil drug in the world and that's what this movie makes of it i mean literally a um, point uh, there's literally a point in this movie where a girl is being fondled while she's like letting a guy do it while she's just laughing like maniacally laughing it's just horrible horrible movie so the title is actually kind of misleading because i thought it would have been a comedy not even close not even fucking close uh, anyway, let's go to the next movie. Jennifer Lopez starred in Anaconda in 1997. I believe this might have been one of her first movies. Uh, I believe so. Uh, now, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to make sure the irony isn't lost on you or the uh, chat room here. We just put Jennifer Lopez and Anaconda in the same sentence. Well, Ice Cube is in this movie. Uh, so, so, <laughs> uh, yo, so is John Voight, Eric Stoltz, Owen Wilson. You know what? I can, I, I have to go back and remember because I do not remember Owen Wilson in this movie. Neither do I. I do not, but I do remember Ice Cube and Jennifer Lopez. Uh, this might not have been her first movie, but I know it was an early movie for Jennifer Lopez. I got to tell you. This was the best out of all the sequels they had of this movie or the spinoffs of it. I actually enjoyed this movie. 
And I would watch it again and have watched it more than once. Wow, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did, did you ever watch this? Oh, yeah, I watched it. Now, let me ask you, though. I mean, obviously, it, it, the plot is pretty basic. You know, Giant Snake, you know, kills everybody. Yeah. People got to, you know, band together to kill a giant snake. Uh, what did you think about the actual, like, killing? Because I've never really been a big horror guy. And this is kind of like what it is. It's like a thriller slash horror. What did you think of it overall? Like, did you enjoy it? What did you think of the snake? Did you think it was realistic or it was kind of hokey? Oh, the snake looked like shit. The snake did look like shit. Uh, look, once again, this this was another movie where they were just trying to show off a, a, a woman's body. The woman in this movie being Jennifer Lopez, which is really what they were doing. This is not the the snake looked horrible. There's actually a scene in this movie where the water where the waterfall is back is literally going backwards. I mean, there's a lot of of you know mistakes in this movie, but I enjoyed it. You know, it was one of those movies where you know at the time. You know, in 1997, the snake didn't look so bad. That's fair. You know, you but, go, uh, yeah. I mean, now if you go back and compare it to some of the, you know, like train, you know, like Transformers and shit, you're like, ooh, that didn't look so good. Uh, oh, box. Uh, you want to have your mind blown? Sure, man. So uh, Jennifer Love, I mean, it's Jennifer Love. Jennifer Lopez's uh, acting debut was actually in 1986. What? So by the time this movie came out, she was she was a decade in the game, a decade in the game. What was the first movie, if you don't mind? My little girl. Never heard of it. Uh, neither have I. Uh, she was in this movie with uh James Earl Jones, Gerald wow. Cage, uh, and Mary Stewart Masterson. Wow. And Weeps are saying, you know, Money Train was before this movie. She looked good in Money Train too. I mean, look, she's a beautiful girl. Truthfully, I can't wait till the the her. I I believe the show um, Shades of Blue. Shades of Blue got got set for another season. I can't wait till that starts again. Uh, th- that's an amazing show, her and Ray Liotta. But uh, before we get on a whole Jennifer Lopez kick and start talking about her, you know, big juicy delicious ass, uh, let's go ahead to the next movie. But let's face it, her her ass is big, juicy, and delicious. Yes. Yes. Uh, Another movie that we have done that is in the archives, 1989's No Holds Barred, starring Brother Hulk Hogan, brother, 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 and Tiny Zeus Lister, who's uh, we've already talked about in another movie tonight. No Holds Barred. Not a good movie, but an iconic one, you know? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of all of the movies Hogan's done. Would you say this is the best of the bunch or the best of the worst? I mean, if you're going to put him in a, what was the best movie he was in, I think you would have to say Rocky Three, because it was probably the most successful movie he was ever in, even though it wasn't a Hogan movie. I guess this would probably be the one, though. If you if you really had to say what Hogan movie is the the best, I guess this would be it. Yeah, because I'll be honest, man. Like I, I, this movie and Suburban Commando, like I said, I grew up a big time Hogan mark. So I, 
always I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for those two, but I'm not, I I have no delusions here. <laughs> the acting, especially when you look back at it as a grown man, the acting sucks. <laughs> Dookie! Oh my god, that movie. Anyway, if you want to go check out what we said about that movie, uh, it's in the archives. Check it out on iTunes. And uh, let's go ahead and go to the next movie. I do remember this movie. This was a movie I saw in 1992, License to Drive. A.K.A. Uh, License to Get Raked, based on the, uh, some of the star power here. Basically. <laughs> uh, this movie had the Corys, both Corey, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, uh, an early Heather Graham movie. Uh not a bad. I'm not sure this belongs on there either. This is another classic sort of uh, coming of age movie. You know, the the, the this... uh, Go ahead. No, yeah, I was just saying. You know, all you know, all jokes aside, man. Like you know, Corey Haim. I don't know how you felt about him, but that, that's a guy that I, you know, I wish was still here. First of all, 38. It's too young to lose anybody. But I grew up a big time fan of the Corys. I don't know where you stand on, but I love them. I did. I really did. I, I grew up a big fan of both of them also. Um, uh, 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 Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Uh, License to Drive here. Blown Away. Uh, I don't know if you saw a little movie called Prayer to Roller Boys. Uh, Stand By Me, sir? Corey Feldman? Yes. Yeah. Lucas. Luke, yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, Stand By Me is probably up there top five favorite movies. Wow, that's high praise, too. Absolutely. Stand By Me is an incredible movie. If you really watch it, uh, the story to the movie, the just the whole movie itself is incredible. Incredible fucking movie. Uh, and the cast of the movie is great. And, I mean, a lot of those guys are still doing shit today. And, I mean, Corey Feldman, you know, he sort of ruined his career. He ruined his career by actually saying what everyone is saying now in 2017. Kind of crazy, huh? Think about that. Yeah. But he, it looks like uh, he's going to get his uh, he's going to get his uh, redemption. He should. He, he should. should. I mean, like, and like I said, you know, like I said, hell of a career. You brought up Stand by Me. It re that really was a departure for him in that movie. So, like you said, he really showed his acting chops. Yeah, yeah, and obviously there's a ton more movies from Corey Feldman and Corey Haim we could bring up. Um, the Burbs, there you go. Weebs brings up The Burbs. Excellent, excellent. Oh, my God, that's one of the... That's really one of the fucking funniest goddamn movies in the world, The Burbs. For me, Double O Kid. I remember like in that one. Uh, um, what's the other one? Um, Dream a Little Dream. Ah. <laughs> the, see, the, the original's a classic. The second one, eh, I liked it, but... Not as good as good as the original, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was definitely a fucking great movie. But um, I would say this uh, this was definitely an early Heather Graham movie and put her on the map as a uh, a sexy, sexy woman. Um, then we go on to this movie from two thousand ten. I have never seen this movie, never even heard of this movie. Birdemic, shock and terror, a movie about birds going crazy. Kind of reminds me of the old Alfred Hitchcock movie, Birds. The, the Birds, excuse me. But I don't even know. This movie is by an, a, a director, James Nguyen, and that is spelled N-G-U-Y-E-N. -E I'm not sure if that tells anybody anything. 
but uh, not not a movie I've ever even heard of or seen. Anthony, have you heard or seen Birdemic, The Shock and Terror? Uh, I can't say I have. All right, on to the next movie, which I have seen, which is Con Air, 1997. Nicolas Cage, John Malkovich, John Cusack, Monica Potter, Dave fucking Chappelle, Steve Buscemi, Ving Rhames, and the other two I can't pronounce. But this was another star-studded movie. Yes, absolutely. I actually saw this in the movies. This was a fucking great movie. Really? I'm going to call this another fucking underrated movie that should probably not be on this list. High praise coming from you because I know you're not a big Nicolas Cage guy. I don't mind Nicolas Cage. I just, he goes overboard. I do like a lot of his movies. I like, you know, Gone in 60 Seconds, obviously, um, you know, Face Off, you know, movies like that. His action movies uh, I really like. It's when he, like, Wicker Man, blech. What about Snake Eyes? I like Snake Eyes. I like Snake Eyes. Uh, Gary Sinise is in that movie. I like Gary Sinise. Every movie he's in is great. If you never saw him in fucking Ransom with Mel Gibson, holy shit. Watch that fucking movie. Watch that movie. Definitely. Oh, that's fucking great. That's another movie I saw in the uh, theaters. Yeah, I did too. Great fucking movie. But uh, Con Air, like I said, I'm not quite sure it belongs in here, man. I really think that's a really good movie. It's, I mean, just... The actors I just named, how could it be a bad movie? Granted, it was 1997. Not all these guys have had their real, have had their real push at that point. But, uh, I mean, fuck, man. What a good movie. I, 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 I will always like this fucking movie. I will always like Con Air. Always. 8mm Weebs brings up with uh, Nicolas Cage. Decent movie. Very weird movie. Very weird movie. It was about snuff films. Uh, <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Well, it was. It was about snuff films. It was a very strange, strange movie. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure Con Air belongs in there. The next movie, I'm not. I'm not even sure it belongs in this as a best bad movie. It was Leprechaun in the Hood from 2000. This stars Warwick Davis, who was another CSI guy, uh, Ice-T, Anthony Montgomery, Rashawn Nall, Red Grant, Dan Martin, and Donna M. Perkins. I, I rem- did, uh, did you watch this? Honestly, I, I checked that at the Leprechaun 3, because I was at, I was at, you know, I don't know where you stand. I'm never, I'm, once, once again, I'm not a big horror guy, but mm-hmm, for some reason, I, I was always a fan of the Leprechaun series. I think they went overboard after the third one. I didn't oh, yeah. like outer space, the hood, so I, I I took a pass on this one. But you know, I tend I, t- I tend to give like Warwick Davis the benefit of the doubt. You know, I figured like at least if he's involved in it, as long as he's involved in it, it might it might be passable. But I actually didn't take the time to see it. Well, I mean, he's not like this 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 huge you know actor. I mean, he's been in a few things, but. No, but in terms of that role, in terms of the leprechaun role, he knows how to play that character. Yeah, and you know what? That's not... I got the wrong fucking guy. That's not the guy from CSI. Warwick Davis is the uh, is the little guy. Duh. He's the midget. He's the uh, the leprechaun. Jesus Christ, I fucked up completely. But, uh, yeah, I, I... 
He, he, if Hornswoggle could cut promos, he would be Warwick Davis. Well, he was in, Horn, uh, Hornswoggle was in a Leprechaun movie, if you remember. Yeah, Origin. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. Don't plan on seeing. I that. didn't either. But uh, yeah, the Le- Leprechaun in the Hood, two thousand. Let's just roll on. <laughs> All right, nineteen ninety seven movie. I'm about it. Ugh. Now, was this a sequel or something to Bout It, Bout It with Master P? Uh, what? I'm trying to remember. Because I've actually oh. seen that, believe it or not. I know you're shocked, but I've seen Bout It, Bout It. <laughs> it, 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 it was pretty much, it, it pretty much is. Okay, okay. Because I've, I've, I've seen that. Now, I've never seen this one, the 1997 movie. Uh, it was Moon Jones and Master P, and Sea Murder, Mac Ten, and a bunch of other rappers. I did not see this, but did you see this? Uh, I've seen. It. It's been a long time, but and I remember way back when I saw it. I saw it about. I made it about twenty minutes in before I said, "Nah, this ain't for me." Wow, that says something. I mean, it, it, it's not even because you know black thing, white thing. I I've just never been a Master P fan. I just, he's always irritated the shit out of me. So it's, it's more of a Master P bias than anything else. Plus, this might have been around the time, might have been a year or two later, but when he started getting involved in WCW, and I, I, I hated that. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why I went into this movie like, yeah, fuck him. All right. All right. I can hear you're getting angry. So let's just go on to the next movie. We're uh, actually not much left of this list here Street Fighter, 1994. Now, we all know, A, I'm a martial arts fan. B, Street Fighter was a game from, a video game from my era. Oh, I love the game. The game is a quick, especially Street Fighter 2. Yeah, now we go, you know, this is uh, obviously, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia, who, uh, if you don't know who Raul Julia is, watch The Addams Family. He is Gomez. In the TV, in the uh, movie, not the TV show. The TV show is um... oh, the guy's name is Austin something. I forget the original, uh, the original Adams. Someone in the chat might be able to tell me. I don't feel like looking it up right now. But uh, he, he was in. Um... He did a, a stint on uh, Night Court. Uh, is it John Aston box? John Aston, thank you. He, he he was even in Night Court as uh, <clears throat> Harry's father in that show. But uh, yeah, this movie. Look, I'm I'm a martial arts fan. I was a fan of the game. The story of the movie was very stupid, very basic. But it was 1994. I was you 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 could still get away with doing stuff like this back in 1994. And really, I thought it was a, a, a good movie. I really did. I thought it was a damn good movie. A lot of people were like, my God, this was really like a demotion for Raul Julia being in this kind of a movie. But you know what? Money's money. I mean, and, and, and you know what? Another great Raul Julia movie is um, The Rookie with Charlie Sheen and Clint Eastwood. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, he was the villain in that movie and played a really good villain in that movie. But, uh, yeah, this, look, this movie, and again, this is another movie that I would never sit here and tell you or defend it or how the fuck did you not like this movie? 
No. Decent movie? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Uh, let's roll on to the next one, Anthony. Okay. Killer Clowns from Outer Space from 1988. I I remember my dad putting this movie on in the couple house. Bowls, couple balls involved for this box? Well, no, I was way too young at this point. I, my, my dad put this movie on like when it came out. Uh, I was like 14, 13, 14 years old when this movie came out. My dad put it on, and I just walked away. I couldn't even watch this fucking movie. Uh, yeah, done, gone. Not even going to fucking talk about it. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I don't even know any of the actors in this movie. I do a couple. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but yeah. I, I I don't know. Is this one you've seen that you can say anything about, really? But no, I don't know. All right, then let's roll on from this. Uh, we go to another Nicolas Cage movie. We go to 2006's Wicker Man. I will say this movie, in my opinion, total shit. What's the plot of it? Ugh. I don't even think I remember it. Give me a second, and I'll fucking look it up real fast for you. You don't remember this movie? Uh, it was that bad? Little, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I, I sat through The Weatherman. I don't know if you saw That's another Nick Cage movie, which I actually thought was pretty good. I don't know if you saw that one. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, a, a cop arrives on a small Scottish island. It, it, it's it, oh, Please, I don't even want to go through this. I really just thought this was a shitty fucking movie. I really hated it. Uh, it's all about him learning about it and trying to track down a missing child, learning about like this little tribe. Just let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> now look who's getting angry. <laughs> I, I I I I don't. Li- that's one movie I just didn't fucking like and really don't. Now this is another movie I am going to say does not belong on this list. This is an excellent fucking movie. Break into Electric Boogaloo from 1984. Uh, Lucienda Dickey, Aldolfo Quinnes, Michael Chambers, Ben Loki. I believe Ozone. Um, God damn, I forget what his name is, but he's uh, he's still around, and he's still a dancer. Give me a second here. I'm going to get into this fucking movie. I loved this movie. The first one was great. The second one was great. Now, they only waited like a year to come out with the second one. Got a strike while I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Now, I believe that his name is Shabadoo, by the way, the guy from Breaking 2. I haven't loaded it up yet. But I believe he goes by Shabadoo. Uh, yeah, also, yeah, Shabadoo, also known as Shabadoo, Ozone. Michael Chambers is Turbo. I believe we've actually talked about this movie a little bit before. Damn good. I loved both of these movies. I'm sorry. I did. I loved them both. The acting was not fucking good in either one of these movies. But it wasn't an acting movie. It was a dancing movie. And yeah, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be anything more than what it was. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And I... I I'll put both of these movies for the time key for the time 
both of these movies were absolutely amazing. Now, if I actually went, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember here, what year did Breakin' come out? Because this was 1984. I believe it was only, you know what? They put these movies out in the same fucking year. Breakin' was 1984. Breakin' 2 came out very shortly after, same year. Yeah, I want to say, yeah, we had Bobby on for a show where we, this kind of came up. Can Can you think of another movie that has done a sequel the exact same year? Off the top of my head, no, I can't. I so can't. Oh. I can't. Damn. But yeah, I absolutely fucking love these movies, dude. Absolutely fucking love both of them. The first one was great. The second one was great. Just a fucking bunch of, you know, back then breakdancing was new. It was big. It was awesome. Everybody was doing it. Everybody was breakdancing. Uh, so, all right, let's roll on to the next movie. A 2003 movie called The Room. Anthony, have you seen this one? No, I haven't. This one looks like a... Maybe a British movie or something. I've never seen it either. Even by the actors. Tommy Wiseau, Juliet Danielle, Greg Sostero. I don't know this movie, and I'm not even going to go through it. Uh, We go to 2006. Kill a Season. Have you seen this? This has uh, Cameron... Hell Rel, Funkmaster Flex, 40 Cal. Have you seen this movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, go ahead. Tell us about it. Uh, basically, uh, Killer Season is, uh, <laughs> would you like to, uh, do a movie review on this one day? Because I think you would like it, <laughs> just uh, for the dialogue. By the looks of his face, I don't, I don't think I would. It looks like he's trying to take a shit. I'm not sure I want. Uh, maybe, maybe. Look, you, you look. You made me do Fat Beach. I'm still trying to pay you back for that. I mean, uh, <laughs> that movie. Oh, was... uh, you didn't find any redeemable qualities like about that movie. Well, you, titties, titties, titties was the only look. If that movie didn't, if, if that movie didn't have titties, I never would have finished it. Because <laughs> the whole time I'm just going. Hopefully, there's more titties. That's it. Oh god. That's it. Well, well, I know you're not really a big hip hop fan. Like past what was it? Night was it? Two thousand? You said? Probably before that. Spoiler. Well, yeah. Good. No, so basically, it, it doesn't have a lot of logic to it. it it's really kind of like all putting. But if you're if you're familiar with Cameron and the Dipset, that whole crew, they came out around what two thousand three, two thousand four ish. If you're familiar with them in the in the hip hop game, then there's a certain charm to this movie. But it, it is kind of like a like, very ignorant movie. That's why I can put it. But it has laughs to it. It has a lot of laughs. Uh, all right. Uh, look, th- th- on this thing, they have a critic's take. Uh, let's see. Uh, the critic is Bill Gibron from a little uh, a website called Pop Matters. The critic says, with dialogue that sounds like it was improvised, abandoned, and then half-remembered through a chronic-induced haze, uh, chronic-induced haze acting, which redefines the meaning or clear character motivation, 
Killer season is the worst kind of entertainment industry ego trip. That's not a glowing review. Yeah, it, hey, what can I say? It's one of those dumb. It's so so bad they were good to me. Like it's a funny dumb movie. Like you can tell. I put it to you like this: you could tell this movie had no budget because literally it feels like it was filmed by like a uh, one of those um like a high school student doing a project or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like a shoestring budget. Like literally, like ECW had better production values than this movie did. And these are, you're dealing with people that actually had money. All right. There you go. All right. So there you go. That's that movie right there. Uh, let's go ahead to the next movie. And again, we are almost done here. Mac and Me from 1988. You've probably never seen this movie. No, I haven't. This doesn't even look like your kind of movie. The uh, This was such a bad movie. And one of the bad things about it was the fact that just six years ago, you had this incredible movie called uh, this incredible little movie called E.T. Maybe you've heard of it. Classic, bro. Still got the VHS. Absolutely, dude. So this was sort of a a try at it. The the the, the an, another alien movie where you know the kid and the alien get along. But it was kind of a flop at it. It was just kind of a flop at it. Um, shit. My dog is barking to go out and there's no one here. Um, yeah, let's take a quick break, Anthony, and then we'll come back up and finish this list. That cool? All right, bro. Yeah, let's take a real fast, and I mean really quick break. We will be back in just a minute, everybody. Let me go let out my dog, and we will come right back. Be back in a sec, everybody. All right, now we're back. We're still here. That was a quick break. Sorry about that, guys. Had to let out my doggy. And uh, he is out. So, all right. Here we go. Ah, we just talked about Mac and Me. The next movie on this list is a guilty pleasure of mine. Once again, I am not going to sit here and say that this movie is good, but I like this movie. 1986, Howard the Duck. You would like this movie, wouldn't you, Bob? I do. Uh, Tim Robbins is in this movie. Leah Thompson, who... She has a really sexy part in this movie where she sort of uh, starts to straddle the duck in a pair of underwear and a little, little shirt. Pretty sexy scene in this movie, but this movie, for some reason, is a guilty pleasure of mine. I enjoy it. If it's on, I will watch it. It is not good. It is not defendable. It has a lot of really shitty parts in it. But overall, I enjoy the movie. Uh, what? Well, overall, like, would you say Leah Thompson's part in it is what saved it for you, or did you enjoy the plot? What was it about the movie that made you go, "It's in those. It's in so bad." I'm not even sure. I mean, she's good in it. The The plot of the movie is not very good. But I will tell you something. This movie probably made a ton of fucking money. Uh, you know what? I want to find that out. I'm sure Weebs is probably looking it up right now for me. But I want to find out. This movie probably made a assload of money. Because as shitty as we think it is, this movie did 
incredible. Uh, actually, you know what? It wasn't as great as we thought. It, the budget was $36 million. The box office was only $38 million. Um, man, I really thought it was... Because it was a huge movie. I mean, there were toys. There was this. There was that. It was like... It was like a Spaceballs. They had, you know, Howard the Duck this, Howard the Duck that. But I don't know, man. I just, it was really just, it's it's a guilty pleasure movie of mine. And uh, I will watch it almost any time it's on television. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, have you, have you seen this movie or no? I saw it like one time, but I really don't remember a lot of it. I remember the duck mask. All right, all right. Uh, this is, uh, next movie we'll go to is a 1959 movie, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Now, I'm sure you've heard of this movie. Of course. I will admit I've never seen this. You're not that old, box. <laughs> no, I've really never seen this movie. I have heard about it. I have heard good things and bad things about it, but I've never actually sat down and watched this movie. But uh, I think I need to, even if it's on this list as a bad movie. Some of the movies I haven't seen on here, I do want to watch. Yeah, same here. I'm actually going to have to go back and uh, watch some of these. I will say top of the list for me so far is probably going to be that uh, black and white flick. Well, this is another black and white flick that was actually directed by Ed Edward Wood. Who, I mean, there was a movie, Ed Wood, who, you know, this is what it was about. So, you know, that's another, I do want to go back and eventually see this movie. Um, There's a few movies in here I'm going to definitely go back and watch. But uh, since we've never seen it, we can go to the next movie. Anthony, I am disagreeing right now before I even mention the name of this movie. It does not belong on any list of, with the word, bad on it. Roadhouse, 1999. I will defend this movie until death. Death. This movie is amazing. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It may have one of the worst sex scenes in the world, but it was a good movie. Okay. Now let, let, let's read the little synopsis here about why according to the critics, it's bad. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Which is why it's good in their opinion, so they might be agreeing with you. Let's see. So back in, so back in 1989, Patrick Swayze, R.I.P., was every woman's fantasy man, thanks to his turn in the uh, schmaltzy romantic smash Dirty Dancing. So understandably, he wanted to regain some of the macho, guy-friendly appeal he exuded in flicks like The Outsiders and Red Dawn. His strategy started a pair of muscular action films Next to Ken and Roadhouse, both released in 1989. Unfortunately, though, neither film was any good, and his unconvincing performances in both Critical Pariahs earned Fuck Swayze's that! Re- he, he Fuck Swayze. that! Next of Ken was badass! Fuck whoever wrote this! Piece of shit! Go suck a dick! Fucking Next of Kin was great! Liam Neeson, Patrick Swayze, Ben fucking Stiller was in that goddamn movie. I think that was his first fucking movie. Fuck whoever wrote this. Screw you. I will defend fucking Next of Kin and Roadhouse. Go <laughs> suck a fucking dick. Anyway, oh, sorry to cut you off. Finish, please. So just to add to uh, your pissed off later right here, it earned uh, Swayze the dreaded Razzie nomination for 
worst actor statue. So Roadhouse got him an, an, a nomination for worst actor. No, 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 no. I this don't said care. next to Ken. Jesus, I don't care. Next of Ken was a bad ass movie. Have you ever seen Next of Ken? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay, thank you. Great fucking movie. Great movie. This list just fucking jumped the shark. Piss you off, huh? This list just jumped the fucking shark for me, dude. Well, they might redeem themselves here because uh, here's what they say uh, in the next paragraph. So in hindsight, in hindsight, folks were way too hard on Roadhouse. It's actually inconceivable to think that Swayze's Honky Tonk Barber Brawler movie didn't leave audiences cheering up stars back in 89. Now that Roadhouse was has cultivated a reputation as an unabashed, chest-bumping romper due to love seeing other guys beat the piss out of one another. And don't get it twisted, Swayze pranced around like a swine and dirty dancing, but here he knuckles up with credible ass-kicking flash. So they did give us some props in the end. Still, you don't get to shit on a movie like Next of Kin and fucking get away with it. Uh, you don't. I think that was a great... I loved that movie. I know it's fucking... I, listen, and and I, I know I just got mad, but I'll tell you the truth. Roadhouse is probably on every single one of these lists. It's on most of them as as, as a bad movie, and I disagree every time. To me, Roadhouse is one of the most iconic 80, uh, 80s movies out there. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's preference, but I look at it like this: it appealed to the audience it was supposed to appeal to. I'm pretty sure, like, if we were to do enough research, we'll probably be ad nauseum a bunch of bad reviews for Seagal's movies back in the day. But they made a shit ton of money. Why? Because they gave the people what they wanted. Listen, I'm going to say something here that might be not very popular. Die Hard. As much as I love Die Hard, it's not a good movie. I love, love Die Hard. I will always love Die Hard. But it's not that good of a movie, really. The third one is actually the best of the series. With Thank Sam, you. With Samuel L. Jackson. Honestly, it is. I like Thank one. You. You're welcome. I like the first one. I like the second one. The second one's got a little spot because it's got uh, Sipowitz in it. But the third one with Samuel L. Jackson is honestly the best of the fucking series. They're not good movies. But it's an it's another one that's an iconic. Some movies were just iconic in the eighties, and oh, yeah. n- and Roadhouse is one of them. Die Hard will always be one of them to me. But I will never sit there and you know I, I will say Die Hard's an amazing movie in my opinion. But is it a well made, great, holy shit? I mean, look, it's it's no fucking you know it's it, it's no Godfather. You know what I mean? You know what it is. And, and and I love Bruce Willis. I think he's a great actor with the right role. But in the Die Hard series, you know, as much as we like, you said we love the series. He's pretty much a one one dimensional character in those movies. Put it to you, like, I, I look at it like this. I feel like between the two, Lethal Weapon was a better franchise overall, just because the characters were more fleshed out and it was more of a story there. Like like uh, Martin Riggs, mm-hmm. uh, Mel Gibson's character was more. He was more well-defined. You know, he started off as, like, you know, having a suicide, having suicidal tendencies. And then once he kind of met Murtaugh, got, you know, got with his family, he said, oh, I have some shit worth living for. You know, I don't have to be this loose cannon. Well, so by the, 
Yeah, the, the 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 difference is you got to see Mel Gibson's character evolve, and with the other character, um, goddamn, who does uh. John McClane. John McClane's character, you got to see him devolve. You know, uh, wisecracks. Right. One character went the other way and started becoming the more of a man. And in, you know, the the Die Hard series, McClane's character kind of went, you know, to being more of a drunk and a piece of shit. So one character evolved into a good person. The other character devolved into more of a piece of shit. But, but they will all, you know, those diehard movies will always have a fucking great place with me. Next of kin roadhouse, same thing, same fucking thing. And I didn't even realize they came out in the same year, but goddamn great fucking movies. Both of them. Uh, Let's go ahead and go on to the next scene. Next uh, movie. I mean, I Know Who Killed Me from 2007. Lindsay Lohan movie. I got to tell you, I don't remember this movie either. Neither do I. Like, was this, this, had, this sounds like it was like a straight-to-DVD type flick. I don't know, but I don't remember this movie. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, I don't think I've ever seen a movie she's in. So, let's just skip it. Uh, anyway, yeah, I Know Who Killed Me 2007. Next movie, Trolls 2 from 1990. Wow. I I, I gotta be honest. After the... I I don't even remember the first Trolls movie. This is another one where neither one of us are big horror fans, but uh, let's go ahead and roll on to the next movie then, since none of us do, because this movie we've all seen, and we do need to get into it one day. Belly from 1998 is on this list as a one of the 50 best bad movies. Uh, this movie stars DMX, Nas, Method Man, T-Boz, fucking another one with Oliver Power Grant in it. Jesus Christ, is he in everything? Yeah, and I'm, yeah I'm not going to actually let you uh, freeze past Tyron Turner. You know who that is? The name ring a bell? No. He was Kane in our Menace to Society. Oh, all right. I know exactly who he is now. I, that's a that's Jesus Christ. Is that a good movie? The precedent is fucked, but a classic nonetheless. It is. Well, we maybe we'll get into that one night, or maybe we'll just do depressing gangster movies. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can do a do Boys in the Hood and uh, Menace to Society all in one. Yeah, that and also like that. Uh, last your little rant on uh next to Ken actually inspired an idea in me. One day, I think we should do a try to rank the uh, best action stars. You know, oh, like top Jesus. ten. Oh God, I don't know like, if I like could... a top ten. Limited to a top ten because that's a lot of action stars. But try to pick out the creme to the creme. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, yeah, I yeah that 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 might be a good one, man. I, I like that. Uh, now. Anthony Belly is on this. You've mentioned Belly a few times now. Uh, I can, I gotta admit I don't remember much of this movie. I've seen it a long time ago. Matter of fact, I think I saw it right when it came out. Um, you think it belongs here? No, no. This this is iconic. I mean, I won't go as far as to say I wouldn't put it on the same level as the Goodfellas, 
but it, it, it's urban to me. That's how it comes across. If you if you remember bits and pieces of it, mm-hmm. it's like an urban. It's like an urban. It's like Goodfellas in an urban setting. All right, all right. I'll have to uh, I'll have to watch it again to remind myself what it uh, what it was. But it's just been a long time since I've seen it. But I I remember watching it more than once. So, you know. But I do remember. Put it this way. I remember watching the movie with a 40 ounce of Old English in my hand smoking a blunt. Does that tell you anything? <laughs> I I actually remember watching it like that. So, I don't know. Uh, but let's go ahead and go on to the last movie on this list. This one is going to be a little weird because it probably does belong on this list, but... Anyway, Showgirls from 1995, Elizabeth Berkley, who, you know, was just breaking out of her good girl Jesse role on uh, 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 Say by the Bell, Gina Gershon, who I think is an incredible looking woman. She was in Cocktail. She was in Face Off. Uh, she was in Red Heat with uh, uh, Schwarzenegger and Belushi. Great, but this is uh, Showgirls. Obviously, this was a movie about Vegas Showgirls. Anthony, you saw this one, right? Unfortunately. Did you really think it was as bad as everyone always claims it was? Here's the thing. like I grew up a Saved by the Bell fan, and maybe it was because, you know, it was hard to take Elizabeth Berkeley seriously in this type of role. But for me, it just she didn't she came across as awkward. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know I don't know box. Here's here's the best way I can describe it. Have you ever come across a woman in your life that hot as fucking hell, right? But for whatever reason, she just doesn't know how to accentuate her sexuality. <sighs> yeah, and I know. Yeah, and and and, and I know you're going to say, look, this was her first movie. She was sort of. Like I said, she she was Elizabeth Berkeley was literally breaking out of the goody goody role on Saved by the Bell. She might have been a little uncomfortable here. Yeah, and it shows. Watch this movie again. Probably. I, I, honestly, I might as much as it may pain me. I actually might want to uh, do this on the uh, show one day, just so you could get a feel for what I mean. Like she just came across as very awkward. I'm not disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. She definitely probably did feel uncomfortable because it was new territory for her, but it, it just she just wasn't right for this role. This movie was somebody more seasoned that right. was used to you know they didn't have like any type of inhibitions about you know being naked on screen yeah. could have pulled it off, but you could tell she was just uncomfortable. Well, meanwhile, she's since this she's had no problem being naked on screen. I mean, we just talked about her in. You know, on, on any given Sunday, and by the way, she is she was also in two episodes or three episodes of NY two episodes of NYPD Blue. Uh, you know, we talked about her in any given Sunday, and she's ever since this movie, she's had zero issues taking her clothes off. And like Weeb says, Gina Gershon has no problem getting naked either. She doesn't. She doesn't. Gina Gershon is a gorgeous girl. Gorgeous. I'm surprised she hasn't been in more fucking movies. Um, 
Gina Gershon is in some movie, uh, like some new movie with uh, Eva Marie, believe it or not, and Nicolas Cage. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name, though. No, I mean, I think it's Sisters or something like that or something. I don't know. something, Some girly movie. But I don't know, man. I, I do remember this movie. It was a lot of nudity, which was yeah, good. Um, yeah, I mean, it had, its, it had that going for it. But in terms of story, it just sucked. And uh, refresh my memory, wasn't this rated uh, NC-17? Because all of the nudity, because by even by ninety standards, <laughs> I guess it was a bit much for the critics and the uh, politically correct, so to speak. Hey, here, let me see real quick. I'm pulling it up on IMDb as we're talking here. There should be a rate. It was rated NC-17, which I don't know many movies that were rated NC-17. Yeah, and which was basically because of the nudity aspects. Yeah. Yeah, not bad, man. But yeah, that uh, that's actually the whole list, I believe. That is the whole fucking list. So, you know, most of the movies on there I'd say we've seen. I'd say there were, what, five or six that we hadn't. And uh, I'd say there were a few we definitely disagreed with. Roadhouse pissed me off. <laughs> now, this is something we used to do in the... Um, IYH chat room. Uh, Roadhouse. If you were to... Now, we all know Terry Funk was in Roadhouse. Correct. If you were to remake... Now, I know this is something we should probably save for Wednesday. Maybe we can. If you were to remake Roadhouse with with WWE wrestlers, who would you do it with? Like, who would be the Swayze? Oh, man, that's... And you can take anybody. It doesn't have to be today's roster. It can be anybody. Let's just take two. I'll tell you what. Let's do the two main characters. Let's do Patrick Swayze and uh, Sam Elliott's character in that movie, Wade Garrett. This might this might be a, a little eye for you, but you know who I would say could play the, play the Swayze role? Hmm. Scott Hall. Really. You wouldn't put, like, a Goldberg in there or somebody? I don't, you know, I, I'm just, I would pick Sky Hall just because I feel like acting-wise, I think he could pull off the uh, acting aspect better than Goldberg. Really? I even, Goldberg. I even would put Nash in there as that, as, as the, uh, as that character. You think you could pull it off, though? I think Nash could. I think uh-huh. Nash could. All right, so there you go. We got two there. So who now? Who would be the the Sam Elliott, the uh, the old wise man? Uh, oh, before we go, before we uh, before I give you my answer for that one, I don't know where he would fit in, but I, I would have a role for Rusev somewhere in this movie. <laughs> somewhere he he he'd probably be the 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 he could play the fat bouncer. <laughs> Even I mean I know he's not, but he could play that character. But uh, I don't know, man. Sam Elliott would be a good character for like, like HBK. You know what I mean? I could see him in something like that, doing something like that. The old grizzled bouncer. Yeah, I know he's a little short for the role, but you could see him in that. I mean, yeah, Kershaw, Michaels, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I could see Shawn Michaels doing something like that. But yeah, Nash would definitely be a good one to do the um in my opinion, would be a good one to do the uh the Swayze. And I think HBK could be a good one. You could even put uh shit, you could even put fucking Stone Cold in that Swayze character, dude. Now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to think about guys, you know. But Nash is a good one, just because he has a rep for being like a legit badass. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not even. It's not even that. It's just, I mean, you 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 think of Patrick Swayze, you think of the look he had. I think Nash could fucking do it, man. Oh shit, Jake Roberts, Benjamin brings up that would be fucking beautiful as that Sam Elliott character. Holy shit, would that be perfect? I didn't even, oh. didn't even think of that, but that would be, holy shit, would that be fucking great casting right there, having fucking Jake Roberts play that character? Oh, yes. And as a bonus, have Jake put his uh, his uh, own unique spin on it with his promo style? Oh, man. Just talking like super low and making you have to listen and stream mm. to hear what he's saying. That That's actually, yeah, Max hit it on the head with that one. And you know what? You could even take Terry Funk and flip him into that fucking character too. You know, since he was in the movie, if you really wanted to, you could take Terry Funk at his age now and put him in that Sam Elliott role. Yeah, just have him do a cameo. I mean, it's Terry fucking Funk. That would be pretty fucking cool, man. God damn, Jake Roberts is... Oh. Jake Roberts as Wade Garrett would be amazing. Great fucking pick, Benjamin. Great one, dude. Well, I don't know, man. On that note, what do you think, Anthony? You think uh, think we should wrap this motherfucker up? Yeah, we can wrap it up. Well, there you go. Let's wrap this bitch up. Sorry, everybody, for the uh, little Skype issues tonight. Really thank everybody for hanging out with us and listening the whole time and dealing with those problems. Really, really appreciate that. Don't forget to uh, listen to J-Cat and Shaheen. They'll be on Sunday night, usually around 7, 7.30-ish. Uh, right here, Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. Never forget that me and Shaheen are on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Same place, Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. And me and Anthony, will we are here every Saturday night, mostly every Saturday night, around 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. You can find us on uh, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Twitter, everywhere you can find everything. That's where we are. And uh, on that note, I think we are done. Anthony, really appreciate it, man. I had fun with this list, man. It was was uh, was damn fun. Oh, no doubt. And I wanted to correct myself from earlier. Mm-hmm. When we brought up White Chicks, uh, Tori Spelling wasn't in the movie, but the uh, characters that uh, Sean and Marlon Wayans played, they were actually sort of based off of her. So oh. uh, that's another movie we got to check out. That makes sense. I'll, I'll rewatch that. Been a long time. But uh, I will definitely rewatch that movie and check that out. And uh, on that note, everybody, really appreciate everybody listening. Uh, and don't forget, we are the original and the only hot tag podcast now. Fuck Flow Slam. They're dead. Dead. Buried. buried. Dead and buried, goddammit. So there you go. Have a good one, y'all. We'll see y'all next motherfucking week. Thanks, Anthony. See y'all later.
Go home and get your fucking shine box.